Hello and welcome back to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Gilmore, and I'm joined by two very special guests. Let's start off with Noah McDonald. First time on the show. How you feeling, mate? Uh, yeah, good, mate. Uh, it's good to be here, actually. I think you've been wanting me to come here for a, a while, so it's, it's good to get a spot in the podcast and chat some footy with, obviously, Lance and you, so it should be good. Yeah, and um, you're a bit of a diehard North fan, so that's why we've got you in today, just to chat a bit about uh, North, the current situation. Uh, it's been blown up by the media recently, as I'm sure you're aware. But um, before we do that, Joey, how are you travelling, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, guys. Good to be here again. Um, so before we begin the podcast and our chat about North, um, I just want to remind everyone that we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Road Trip Sports Podcast, YouTube at Road Trip Sports Podcast, and you can send any inquiries to Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Big H is back next week from the state, so um, we might have a bit of an episode, or we might release this as a bonus one. Um, not too sure yet, but uh, anyway, when you are listening, it's with you. So hopefully, you guys enjoy. But um, we'll start off with a bit of a chat about Noah. Um, what are three teams that you root for, mate, across any sports? Uh, well, obviously, number one is North Melbourne in the AFL. Um, I think. Second most followed team would have to be the Newcastle Jets in the A League, and uh, oh, third team probably have to go over to England in the soccer, and I'd say Huddersfield Town in the Championship. Yeah, gotcha. And what about your rivals, mate? Who are three teams you hate? Oh, I guess they're all involved with AFL. I guess I have to start with the Sydney Swans. Um, just oh, I've got absolutely nothing at the club I think it's just obviously all my mates go for this one so there's a bit of rivalry there but um, I mean you have to put Collingwood in there because I you know they're just a bunch of grubs and um, third who else don't I like what about the Mariners mate yeah obviously Mariners but they're pretty worthless so uh, <laughs> uh, we'll go we'll go Richmond they can just they can go away they're too good yeah fair fair and ha- has there been a sports game you've wanted to well, not so much you've wanted to attend, but has there been a sports game that you've attended that's been notable? A grand final, any finals, any um, notable games? Uh, never been to a grand final or anything past a semi. I went to the 2014 elimination final, uh, uh, Bombers North, so 2014, and that was yeah, probably one of the fa- my favourite games I've been to in live sport. I think North were down by 36 points, 40 points at... Um, uh, what half time when we came back and won and it was against the Bombers as well so oh that's another team that I hate too so yeah mate oh, I hate them and as I, well <laughs> I mean I've got to put in the uh, A-League Grand Final back in 2018 in Newcastle that was pretty pretty good sporting moment especially for Newcastle so but I think we lost because we got robbed but VAR I'll talk about that let's move on what were you, actually, no, no 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 what are your thoughts on that VAR situation oh I mean what can you say it, it's just I don't know. I don't know how they have a technical difficulty. They haven't had one all year, but they have to have it in that thirty-second period where victory score. And I remember I was sitting next to Joey at the time, and like I remember looking up the screen. And I remember saying they looked offside, but then like it just cut away straight away, and there was just like a black screen and just didn't see anything of it. And then like the game restarted and wouldn't have been until I don't know after full time that I checked Facebook and everyone was blowing up about it. So something something that was weird with that was that. In the days after, I don't know if you remember, it's a while back now, but the A-League was sort of admitting they made a mistake. Yeah, everyone was... Made it, almost made it worse. They should have just not really commented on it. Everyone was calling for a rematch as well, yeah. which I don't think you can do that. But yeah, it's, it's just strange. I think we were robbed. Especially, I mean, we probably should have scored, but we didn't. Um, but they shouldn't have scored, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, interesting game. It was pretty cool to have it in Newcastle. But yeah, um, couldn't I get the job done. Don't think we'll ever have it again. Were we, were we 18? Were we older than 18? I can't even remember. I was so Yeah, I was 18. I might have been 19 at the time. I was yeah, going to say, because if if, uh, if they would have got the job done, the, the city would have went off its head. Yeah. Or at least for one night anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, I would have been 16, actually. I think we had a little bit of fun before as well. As a 16-year-old, I know Hammer led me astray a bit. <laughs> <laughs> old, uh, Harrison Selkirk, he was led astray too. But yeah, good times. Yeah, okay. So... This is a question for Joey as well, but we've mentioned the, the sports games that you've travelled to. If you could attend one sports event around the world, a Champions League final, an AFL grand final, 
Um, it, there's no situation as, as if your team's in there or not. But so it's not as though you can say the Kangas are in the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> nope. There's no one. No one's. There's no circumstances for anyone playing. But what would you like to go to? What major event? I think obviously the AFL Grand Final. I've never been to one before, and obviously, as you said, North Melbourne being a Grand Final would be a dream come true. But I think maybe as a dream, obviously Champions League final or trying to watch a few Premier League games in England. I think nothing would top that. Like the atmosphere and just the way the games played over there, I think would be pretty immense. Yeah, and what about you, Joey? Um, I'll agree with no on the AFL Grand Final, but aside from that, maybe a World Cup final in the soccer. Oh yeah, that's actually that's a good. Yeah. One. Or like a like Arsenal versus Tottenham or Manchester. Yeah, like Manchester United Derby or United City. yeah, United Liverpool be pretty pretty good. Yeah, they just do it different over there. Like all the soccer games are just so extra. But um, yeah, well you go to. Jet Stadium and you, there's like 3,000 people there when you <laughs> have to close one side of the stadium yeah legit yeah. nah it's pretty grim you're going to Melbourne this weekend yeah what games are you going to see um, I really want to go to the Friday night game but I don't think my family's too keen that's the Dog Saints game I think it'd be a good game I mean they're like I think they're 9th and 10th and they're both yeah. fighting for a final spot but no one really seems to be keen for my family but yeah, okay. going to the North Twilight game against Richmond so Pensley obviously North sack David during the week it's pretty Upsetting week for the footy club, but um, hopefully the boys respond and we get a good showing against a team that I think got a few injuries last week, so could be a sniff. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. And then on the Saturday night, straight after that, we got Carlton Geelong. It's probably the game I'm looking forward to most as well because obviously Geelong are first and Carlton are fourth. Ah, uh, fifth. Fifth, yeah. right? Well, and obviously it's at the G, so I'm guessing there'll be seventy thousand plus there. And then on the Sunday going in the MCC for my birthday to watch uh, Hawks West Coast I don't know how that game's going to be but I mean <laughs> if there's beers flowing we'll be right. yeah that's alright mate um, so you did mention David Noble he it was a mutual agreement as we're told yeah. um, for him to walk away from the club to seize um, being the coach of, of, of North Melbourne <laughs> I just want to get your quick thoughts on his departure straight away yeah Obviously, it's dis- uh, disappointing. Um, I think when he first came into the club, I honestly thought, it, like, obviously, you have all that hope, you have all the dreams. When a new coach comes in, you have the excitement. I honestly thought that he would be there for the next five, six years and he would coach us to be a top four powerhouse team. And to see him go, it's pretty upsetting because I think he's a great people person. I think the way he's managed the club, um, and, like, in the back end of last year, you could just tell the relationships he had with the players. And the way they were able to play their footy, um, I don't know. I think North Melbourne lost a great person, um, but I think from what we saw this year, I, th- I think he obviously there was something wrong in his coaching. Um, but I think he's easily got a job back in footy as a chief executive or a footy manager or lease manager because he's just obviously that people person. So yeah, that's the way it come across to me. He seemed as though he was a really good people person, was able to maintain those relationships, but when it came to to coaching there was a few few weeks i think i had a chat to you i was like mate these are some pretty questionable decisions yeah like the, especially the weeks against i think it would have been adelaide and geelong when he played their best defender up forward like, i was all for the experiment obviously because harry's common medalist his brother same kind of attributes tall quick but i mean when it's not working and in the first quarter when tex walker has three or four goals to his name and darcy fogarty has got two or three to his name as well i think you should send your best defender back but he didn't, and obviously we've had a chat about it before, but Tom Powell, um, I think early in the year, I think he was a bit hard done by, but I mean, I've got absolutely no idea what's going on in, in between the four walls of the footy club, but I think he was a bit hard done by, but he got game, or he's got game this past few weeks, and he played really well on Saturday, so. Yeah, I mean, wait and see approach as to who he bring, who the next coach or the caretaker coach brings in. I got, yeah. I got two questions for you, Noah. First one is, you mentioned you think he'll go back into a role. Did you say, like, in a CEO role well I think before he was actually approached to coach North by Paul Reeves yeah um, he was very close to becoming um, Brisbane's chief executive officer so and I'm pretty sure I've heard some some strong rumours that he didn't even want to coach but Paul Reeves kind of convinced him to so yeah So, so two questions I guess do you think he'll ever go back into a coaching role and then second question what's your What's your view on the media's influence slash response once he's been sacked? 
Um, well, start off, I think I think there's definitely a place with him in the footy world. Um, if that's coaching again, I think it's... Um, I think... Uh, well, what you'll see most times when coaches get sacked, they go, like, Vossi, like, he's sat in the back staff of Ken Hinckley for years and now look at him, he's changed the Carlton Football Club around. So I think if that is to happen again, he's head coach again, I think he might need to be, obviously, that backroom staff and maybe assistant coach somewhere else. But I think he's more footy operation side of things like yeah. lease manager or something like that and maybe even CEO of some other footy club but yeah and to go on the media side of things I Here think it's just <laughs> absolute tirade oh I don't know where to start like it's just upsetting like you just open up Facebook every day um, obviously there's a bit of banner between all the boys where they just tag me and everything but like you just go on Twitter yourself and like, every like for a club that is apparently irrelevant and doesn't belong in the AFL anymore and they should go to Tassie the media coverage for the part this year has just been just so much. So you go on Twitter every day and there's just always something digging at North Melbourne and they say one thing one day and then the next week it's something completely different. But on the in like in line with David Abel, like they were calling for his head for two, three months. And as soon as we got his head, even though I wouldn't even call it that, I think we just came to a mutual agreement that it wasn't working, they put it back on the footy club and put it back on Sonia Hood, the president and the CEO saying they've made a shocking decision. They've only given him 38 games. But two weeks before that, they were saying, time's up, off you go. I'm, so. not, I'm not sure what footy classified, the Sunday footy show and AFL 360 are going to do now in terms of content because they've, uh, yeah. they've lost half their feel of every, well, night's, I mean, I guess every it, night's program. I guess it moves on to North Dunover coach, therefore they're unstable and they should go to Tassie. Yeah, the Tassie are going to bring it back. What's, what's your thoughts on Tassie? Is it, does it have any oh, substance to it? Or? There's not much in my life that like gets under my skin and makes me <laughs> upset and want to like, like punch people, but just uneducated people, uneducated footy fans, uneducated not even footy fans, just saying it, saying the Tassie Roo or something like that, it just gets under my skin. Obviously, people say it to stir me up, but there's just people out there that, I don't know, it's just like footy clubs that everyone, like they're in everyone's lives and like the North Melbourne Footy Club are one of the biggest loves of my life and every time someone mentions it just gets under my skin and it upsets the, me a bit but did the Newcastle Roos get tossed up by some <laughs> at some point yeah Newcastle get Roos in. were there get well yeah in. that's what I mean like Creamy like Bailey Cullen he like I remember one night at home he was talking about how it'd be great to see Horny Francis and Josh Sinkin at Finnegan's <laughs> but <laughs> he's like oh no but you get to go clubbing with, with the boys but no like we're a North Melbourne football club we belong in North Melbourne we belong in Island Street so do you Oh, sorry, you go. Well, I was just going to say, I think there's no, there's honestly no credibility behind the discussion. Everyone says, let's move north to Tasmania. First of all, north don't want to go there. Tassie don't want us. Tassie don't want them. Tassie want their own team. They've made that clear that from the start that they only want their own team. They don't want a relocation. Um so shouldn't we just leave it there? Like both parties aren't interested. The a- I don't think the AFL is in a position to force them. I think you were chatting to me the other day about how um, Arden Street's meant to have a, a big development. Yeah, that's meant to have. A, like I didn't even really know about it. I knew about the, the the development of the area, but I think in the next ten fifteen years they're meant to be getting twenty twenty five thousand new residents. So they're going to be building like um, apartment blocks around the actual precinct. So that's just, that's just going to bring in people, and obviously, once you start playing good football, those people that are living around the area are going to go, hold up, that's our team. We live across the road from them, and it just brings in more members. And we, once again, that's the thing that annoys me so much is we broke the membership record in our lowest years in 2020. I think we finished what 16th or 17th. That was an awful year under Reshaw. Year after we pick up David Noble, we finished last, promising second after the year, but still pretty dire and grim and then even this year like it's just that it just looks like there's no hope or light at the end of the tunnel but yet we've broken membership record I think it's nearly I think it might be over 50,000 but still I don't understand how we can break those records we can be pretty stable off field where our debt has been wiped but yet we're still thrown up for discussion yeah and the um the question that I want to bring up as well and Joey I want to get your perspective first what's your thoughts on the the jason horn francis chatter i think you asked a a question six weeks ago or so and you said look he's got this bad body language what do you what a north sort of got to do with him but i i almost think that it's become more than that it's become another thing that the media is sort of projecting that he's going to leave at the end of this year which he can't even do because he's contracted 
But that said, what's your thoughts on the whole situation, um, the way it's been reported by the media, and and um, basically, I guess, what you th- what your thoughts are for the future of Jason Horn Francis? Yeah, I guess to start off, you'd say I reckon the suspension came at a good time for him because it's taken a lot of media off his back. But in saying that, I guess the body language staff, I know. Some people argue that that he's the fact that he's sucking is sort of a good sign because it means he cares, which I can understand that. But I'm nitpicking one the the one example that was on all the shows is him ignoring Todd Goldstein. That sort of stuff isn't a good look. Like it's a bit disrespectful. I think that was blown up. It, it was out of proportion. It was, yeah. and it's easy to say that when you see the ten second clip of him walking away, kind of brushing him. But just it's hard to. I don't like the ch- the chatter about leaving the club and that. I don't. I reckon that's rubbish. Because if you even if you are going to have that chat, save it for twelve, yeah, fourteen it, months yeah. down the track next yeah. year. Because he has to play from next year. But I don't. I think it's hard. You can see, like you can see that he sort of do is doing everything he can in a sense. And I can understand the frustration in that. And as a coach in that, I don't know how you like. It's hard to tell. Does he need to be brought into line as such? Because really, he's had like the, he had that one incident that they've blown out of the water about him, you know, sucking a Todd Goldstein. But what else has he really done? I'm not sure he's actually done that much to warrant uh, all this chat. I think just I don't know. At the end of the day, he's 18 years old. He's come in as probably one of the most hyped up players ever. He's probably one of their top five oh, players easily. And when that's, he is that's the whole contract talk. He would be so stupid to re-sign right now when he is easily going to be our best player in a year or two years time and he could just go you know what give me 800k four years now and the footy club would obviously be like yep sure no yeah. worries if, even if he's wins BNF next year he could even bloody go above 800k a year and I would be all for that Boomer Harvey said the same thing on one of the shows and I think a few people would yeah, surprise that a North straight away, person was I'm saying pretty sure it was Caroline Wilson don't want to name a name but Anyway, she's the devil. Yeah. Anyway, like, just got on Boomer Harvey's back about that straight away. Like, apparently, because he's a development coach at North, he's not allowed to say that. He just told her how how it is. But yet, no, no one can do anything right now if it were at the moment. Yeah. It's just a bit of place. Especially in North. It, it, it's, it's honestly the most toxic. I think we've talked about it on the podcast a fair bit, but it's, it's the most toxic thing I've ever seen. Seriously, like, there's no accountability for what's said. Um, and it's it's like... We could na- sit here and name names and give a thousand examples, but it's it's one thing, oh, we're back in nobs, and then the next week this same person is just getting stuck into him about stuff that's happened. And it's like, you just at this point, you're just creating a news story. It's either once they've gotten an actual story, they seem to downplay it, mm. but when, when they haven't got a story, um, they're like, all right, we need to bring this up. We need to make this into a bigger thing than it already is. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, nobs is gone now, mate. Um which probably moves on to our rebuilding North Melbourne section of the potty. Um, who do you think should coach North Melbourne next? I mean, it's hard to go past the great man, Alistair Clarkson. I think North man, I don't know how long he played for us for, but he, he played for us. I think he might have played for us his whole career. Um, obviously, North man, I think I saw something today where Luke Hodge says that he's still got a massive love for the footy club. So I think that's something there. And I think on... I know, A4 360 a couple months ago he said he would love to coach North so I guess there's that underlying love there but I think if we were to get someone of Clarko's calibre um, stuff needs to be cleaned up at board and executive level for that to happen because he's not going to come into an absolute mess of a footy club um, but yeah I think even then I think it comes down to I was listening to King last night he was talking about how obviously he left Hawthorne with Mitchell as he doesn't believe in the draft. He wasn't a huge draft believer. Never was at Hawthorne, really. I think he would have had that young crop of Buddy, Hodgie, and Roughhead. That would have been about it. That's what I can remember. Otherwise, he would have been picking up mature age talent. So, there's another thing to think about because obviously, we need to go to the draft for the next three, four years still. Um, and obviously, if he's not a believer in that, there's probably no point. Um, other than Clark, I mean, you got Adam Simpson, Premiership coach, legend of the footy club, 300 plus games for North. So, there's that too. I think I'll spew everywhere if Ross Lyon gets a gig. <laughs> um, he's done pretty well where he's gone though. 
He has. Ross Lyon. Yeah, yeah, he has. I know I know he hasn't got a premiership, but he's... Yeah, oh no, I'm not knocking him for his footy credentials or anything like that. I just don't like him. He seems I'd, like a bit of a... I just think he, he would... like a bit of a wanker. I think what North Melbourne are would just get torn apart on him. I think he'd try and make it his own. Where, like, you look at Noble, I mean, it, it didn't work, but I think the members and supporters love how Noble came in and he embraced what we are as a club, our culture, our shin bonus spirit. What you does can, that mean? As you Still don't know it. what that means. <laughs> you don't have to know what it means, mate. It's, <laughs> I, I read something today about how, like, the Shinburner spirit, people not involved with the footy club can't define it, should never define it, don't make it your own. I think there was something about Kane Collins today where he said that the Shinburner spirit hasn't been in that club for five plus years. Well, first of all, mate, you've never played the footy club. Second of all, you're a tosser. <laughs> Third of all, <laughs> don't. Don't try and talk about the Shinbone spirit if you've never been involved in the footy club. So that's what I'm saying. Just don't, Joe. Okay. Right, I was just asking the question. Who's your pick, Joey? For who should coach North? Yeah, who coaches North next? Um, John Longmire. I don't... <laughs> yeah, take him. Um, I don't think it'll be Clarko. I can't see him going to... Why's that? Oh, I don't know. I just can't see him going to a club in like that sort of disarray. It's, I know that sounds strange. Right, I think it, in that... I don't know if I'm biased here, but I think it's his perfect next project to be probably the greatest coach of all time. I could if he can turn us around and make us something special, then he would go down as easily probably the greatest coach. So I don't. Obviously, he's played for us. He knows the club. He knows what we're about. I can't see why he wouldn't want to coach us. I think it just comes down to the finer details of what the board looks like and the executive. So I'll um, oh, I'll go. throw out a bit of a a bit of a roughy. Um, Ashley Hansen, a lot of co, a lot of teams are already interested in him. Well, He's that- now um, at the Blues as a coach. Yeah, he was the caretaker coach for when Vossi was was ha- had COVID against the Dogs in round two. Carlton, um, they're not grooming him to be the next head coach. I think they're nah. pretty safe with Vossi. He's going to want to go somewhere else. Yeah, I think those those um like your. Yeah. Hansons and your Giants are accusers and your Mark I'd be very happy with Mark McVay I'm pretty impressed with what he's done with the Giants after old Leon Cameron I left after playing Lockie Whitford Ford Pocket I think it'll be a brave call for them to go with a new coach but <laughs> yeah that's what I mean we've gone we've gone from Brad Scott who well, I mean with what he had he did a really good job I'm not a massive fan but with what he had over the years he was there he did a pretty good job just mediocre at best though um, Ray Shaw came in wrong appointment no support Never coached before. That was a Completely wrong. And we've come in with David Noble. Right footy person. Great footy manager. Doesn't know how to coach footy. Yeah. At the top level. And I think that's where we need to go. Yeah, people that have coached before at senior level. Like maybe your Dong Pikes who have coached before, gone back under, especially under horse, Longmire. And also, I mean, obviously Clarko and not Ross Lyon, please. Is there any chance that Lee Adams, the interim coach holds the job or do you see that as a distant possibility I think there's more chance of me being pick one next year <laughs> than I mean I think Patches you've had a good year I think Patches <laughs> let's go Patches obviously I think he started at Coburg coaching them in the VFL and moved across to us to be a development coach and now he's coaching the VFL and now he's got the call up but no I can't see him I think I watched his uh, speech today on his first day as head coach and he seemed really good yeah. Seem to, yeah. I mean, talk about stuff the way he wants to, but I mean, I can't see an, another inexperienced coach getting a gig at North. So, yeah, that's fair enough. And this leans into my next sort of question, Joey. I'll start off with you, mate. Do you think North should get a priority pick? So, for those of you that don't know, struggling teams who haven't played. Uh, finals for a minimum of five consecutive years they can basically apply but the AFL sort of puts it to them Um, they can receive compensation in the draft which is sort of I guess it's there to accelerate the process of a rebuild Um, but yeah Joey do you think they should receive one I think you have to yeah I think they have to I think they have to receive one but I did hear I can't remember what show I saw it on like about them getting multiple first round picks but I don't think 
That was three sixty last. Did you yeah, watch it? Might have been last night. It was last night. But it like, can't I be think... one. It can't be one and two or something. No, I don't want that. I'm happy with, even if it's three first round, which might like three first rounders might seem excessive. And, and but if it's one, and then nineteen twenty or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, it can't be. What old Slubbo said last night on three sixty. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he actually made a good point for once. I think he said that obviously we can pick one. <laughs> And then I think he put up that we get pick 11 and pick 15 or something like that because we've obviously made another mistake. I, I mean, I don't want to judge it now because we got Callum Carmel-Jones is obviously still developing, but we traded away our first... Why they pick him? Or our second-round pick. I'll give him time, mate. Um, what do you call Jerry? So we, we pretty much traded away pick 20 for him and Robbie Tarrant and all that. So yeah. there's there's that hole as well. I think we've got pick one or we will have pick one and the next pick after that will be pick 44 or something. So that's not good. So I... I, I it just comes down. If I see one more thing on Twitter, from a, <laughs> especially from a Carlton supporter or a, I don't know, I was about to say Gold Coast supporter, but there's none of them. No, nah, Creamy doesn't really have an opinion on it. There's not really any it. Giants fans either. Um, so. But like, I've seen a few Carlton supporters saying they don't deserve one. It's their own mess. No. So hold up, wind back at least 10 years. That was your own mess. You got Mark Murphy and Cruiser out of it. I think priority picks are there for a reason. Yeah. We've made mistakes and... I think, I mean, it's not the AFL's mess as such, but the AFL are there to clean it up and help us out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they even, I think Caroline Wilson finally made a good point for the first time in her career about the AFL coming in for maybe a clean out of the footy club. Obviously keeping Sonia Hood there as president because she's only been there a few months. I think she's really good. But clearing out the executives, I think. I don't know about Benamafio. I think he's a bit of a troubled figure. But I don't know. I'm not educated enough. With those picks, do you reckon... Is it just one year, or do you reckon they should get multiple? Because that was mentioned on AFL 360 last night as well, giving them sort of a couple of picks over well, I mean, two or three years, maybe. I think that's what David King said as well. If you want stability over the next few years and you want to, want them to be good in the next five years, it's that package of three years. Not necessarily a package of one and two over yeah, three yeah. years. Maybe just a first maybe rounder. first rounder, another first rounder, uh, this draft coming up, maybe the year after, maybe just another, maybe late first rounder, and then the year after that, maybe a late second rounder or something like that doesn't have to be one, two, three every single year like yeah. Gold Coast had. And obviously we're seeing that Gold Coast have improved a lot from their priority picks. So Yeah, look, I, I think they should get one. Um, as you mentioned, Colton got one and you could even say that it was caused by um, their own salary cap issues mm. and Colton got one under those circumstances. And, it, and look, it, they made a semi-final. Uh, I don't think they ever fully rebuilt. I think it was almost like a reload, and I think that's what sort of hurt them a bit. But to answer the question, I think that they should get a priority pick. Like, I think that it's it's there for a reason, and this is one of the worst footy teams we've seen in some time, so I think give it to them. Um, but there, there are some decent players on their list um, who, particularly I'll start off, Tom Powell, he needs to be getting picked every week. Will Phillips needs to be getting picked every week. Um, you need to start going through that list. Matty McGuinness... Oh, needs mate. to start getting picked. <laughs> I think there's something underlying that. I think he, maybe his body's just not ready or something for AFL level, but he deserves to be getting picked. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays later in the year, considering Patch Adams, his VFL coach. I'd yeah. say we'd have a fairly close relationship with him. So. Even Dawson. Um, yeah, well, he... In the mid, I think I'll he... Closer to this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays this week, actually. I think Josh Walker was out. I don't know why. I don't know if he was dropped or injured, but I wouldn't mind seeing Callan Dawson coming in and playing instead of him. Because I think next coach comes in, Josh people like Josh Walker, that they're gone. I think... He's not a bad footballer, but... Did Archer get dropped after that one game? Or no. Did he play last did week as hit, well? I think he did his hip flexor at training. Oh, right. Like, I think would have been the main train the week after and yeah. did hurt his hip flexor or something. But I don't know if he, when he's back, but I'm guessing they're not going to risk him considering it's the end of the year. And yeah. yeah. Joey, have you got anyone? Like, CCJ's on their list. Um, is there anyone that sort of stands out for you that you think should be getting a game every week that's a fringe player? Oh, at North, that's testing my list. Well, I mean, I'd love North. to see Will Phillips playing every week, but I guess he's had that really rough year of like I think he's had two different bouts of yep. glencher fever, so that's just extremely unlucky. I think he'll be back next year, but yeah, I'd be interesting to see what Joey says. I would have said Will Phillips as well. Who'd have been? I remember he had was it last year, the year before when he had those. He was very fantasy relevant for a few games. Yeah, so he could find yeah. the footy, but then well, he just disappeared. If he, for if he played months. this year, he would have been very fantasy yeah. relevant. Well, Definitely. Be, to be honest, if next he doesn't year. play this year, he's going to be still a, nearly a basement price rookie. Yeah, who's going to be sweet? But um, <laughs> anyway, 
So I think there's a fair few there. I just think they've got to blood the youth. You're not gonna, There's no point. Like, you almost want the number one overall pick. You're not going to get Ashcroft because he's going to go to the Brisbane Lion under the father's I've son. Heard, I've heard a few things. But um, there's still a good... There's still some good talent I think, around that I mean, number I one could pick. be completely wrong, but I think with that Ashcroft, I think he would consider staying in Victoria if there's a Victorian club that has pick one. And obviously, um, we're going to have pick one. So Yeah, it'll be you or West Coast. Yeah, I would, obviously, he's not going to be the West Coast, but I think he's from Victoria and he's... I, don't know, I wouldn't say he's... Like, he's definitely... Like, obviously probably wants to go to the Lions but I think yeah. I think he would prefer to stay in Melbourne but I think that's, I don't know I've got zero idea but I've heard uh, a few I did things. hear a similar story about that yeah, yeah so if we pick up him then geez that just adds to your Taron Thomas's he's been very down this year but oh, that's what, and I've, I was thinking about this last night actually as I was falling asleep um, before I came on here uh, I've, like the amount of ex-footballers and, and journos that get asked the question of who is North's best player? Like, not necessarily right now, but who will be and who is the most talented on the list? I think most people would say Darren Thomas. Yeah. I think this, yep. the, the back end of last year, he was like, what, the second, third best mid forward in the comp? Yeah, he'd be up there. And he's, what, 22, 23 years old? Yeah. And well, I think I think he's easily the most talented. He's the, he's the player that can kick two goals a game, get 20 odd positives and just win us the game. Well, obviously, you got your hornies that can... Obviously, when he's when he's up and going and at the best of his career, he'll get you 25-plus every game, maybe a goal. But he's just that hard-nosed bloke who yeah. just bleed for the footy club, hopefully. You need some need a bit of X-factor in there. And I think he provided that. Last year, I think, he, what was it, 20 posies and a goal? Yeah, there was like, one of one of three or four or something like yeah, that. Him, that Dusty, was, and... I think it was Dugowie? Yeah, I think it was Dugowie, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but um, this uh, is probably, you could call it a little bit of our segment of our North rebuild, but... I'm just going to... It's going to be a little bit of a rapid fire. Um, I'm going to go to Noah and Joey. I, I probably will uh, save myself with the hosting duties, but it's a bit of a hold or fold segment. So these players are out of contract next year, some of which are non-restricted, some of which are unrestricted. Um, the first one on the list, alphabetical order. So the first one on the list, hold or fold Aaron Hall? Hold, easily. I don't think Hugh Blanche would be happy with that, but... Mr. Elite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could easily win his games of football, so hold. Well, that's what I think, just on that on that quickly. The champion data stuff, it's based on statistics. So if he's getting thousands of metres gained every game, he's going to be an elite statistic yeah. player. Is he an elite player in the competition? Hell no. Yeah, no. But um, Take your licks, Hugh There's mine. <laughs> oh, ta- <laughs> take those licks, brother. Joey? Aaron, Aaron Hall, uh, hold or fold? Begrudgingly hold, even though he's the second worst kick in the comp behind <laughs> Ollie Florent. Hold. Yeah, enough fair. Uh, R2, Bosnavlagia? Bosnavlagia? It's a Bosnavlagia. Yeah, Bosnavlagia. Anyway, uh, there you go. get the cricket bat out and hit that man as far away from Ivan Street as you can. Yeah? Yeah, you're not a fan? I just don't think he's any good. I think so, he was just a part of that Stevenson trade just to make it look a bit better. I, I mean, I've got absolutely nothing against him. Like, I don't hate him or anything, but I just... The direction of where the club want to go, he should not be there. I'm sorry. So, you're folding? Oh, yeah, fold, definitely. Ah, uh, yeah, fold. He can go play with Pennant Hills or someone. <laughs> He'd be pretty with, grim to go to Sydney. Go play with Maitland the back diamond. Yeah, anyway. But, um, Bailey Scott, he's went leaps and bounds this year. Oh, yeah, easily. So, I think it's... Sign him up for the next season. four. Yeah, hold, obviously. Yeah. Um, now this bloke, he's an unrestricted free agent. I can't see him leaving, um, and he bleeds oh. North Melbourne. Um, missed this season. I think he's going to miss the rest of the year. I don't think he might come back. I reckon he'll be back last two rounds. Yeah, okay. And it's it's Ben Cunnington. Just inside mail from North on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, obviously, pretty straightforward. Hold. I think he's over the past 10 years he's just been the bloke that everyone loves I think everyone loves him but people just don't go for North love him so I think yeah. once he comes back yeah. it'll be a great story for the AFL a great story for him and his family and I think I'll have to shed a tear so yeah yeah hold with him him and Horny in the midfield together a couple of bulls going at it it'd be good to see Cam Zerha oh easy hold I think slow start to the year but I think past few weeks the way he flies that footy I think he's probably kicked a goal or two every single game as well. I think he's definitely a hold. Yeah, he's got to be he, something. Uh, I think the whole AFL media blew that up a few months ago about him wanting to leave. He's not leaving. No way in the world. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Joey? Yeah, hold. But something I have noticed with him, he's been getting a little kick up the bum I mean, from the media, so take it with a grain of salt. And I did see some clips on it, like second effort. Like he flies hard in that. But there's been a few. They got some yeah. shots of him just, once he hits the deck, he's just kind of Mate, looking at it. Comes in North Melbourne's forward line and you can have a bunch of grandmas out there and they'd still work it out. Yeah, it's, it gets walked out. It, yeah. it just gets walked out. There's absolutely no forward pressure. Yeah, yeah, look, fair enough. Um, next up, Curtis Taylor. Oh, easy hold. I think he's been one of our shining lights this year. I think it would have, what, probably three, three or four shining lights this year. I think Curtis Taylor would be one. He had a massive game on the weekend too. I think he played on uh, Josh Dacos. I think they both played very attacking games because Josh Dacos was very free and he dominated. But I think no one... Well, people just forgot to mention how good Curtis Taylor was. I think he took over 10 marks, had over 20 posies, and just throws himself at the footy. So I think he's the bloke that will be there for the next 10 years and just embodies what the club's all about. So Yeah, hold. He's the kind of guy they need to be sort of um, sort of pruning to be the future. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he's going to be anything nah. amazingly special, nah. but he's just that type of player that you need. Oh, he could play a role. Um, Flynn Perez. I think honestly man I don't know a lot, a bit, lot about this bloke eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there I think he like back in the under 17s he would have coached the Victorian soccer team so he's got a soccer background coached but, oh captain sorry no he's I think he, he's impressed me this year. I think he's got a long way to go but I think he's got a fair bit of upside so um, is he a backman yeah wing yeah, I, I'm the same with you, Gilly. I don't know enough about yeah. it to Just comment. watch North games. Come on, boy. Yeah. So, I was busy at that time, sorry. Yeah, well, next one. Um, bloke that scored 140 points for me um, after I've traded him out in fantasy this week. Pretty standard. Um, Jed Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to hold. I think he's the bloke that, obviously, I think he still embodies what the club's all about. And I think, obviously, showed us on the weekend. I think he had a few quiet weeks, weeks before. But, obviously showed us what he's about last week and he's a I definitely would not want to be getting the footy if he's within a five metre radius because he would kill me yeah fair yeah gotta hold him if you're getting 140 in fantasy you got something about you <laughs> now this would be my first fold um, Josh Walker I'd get rid of him now this isn't because he's a bad player he's 29 years of age and I just don't think he you think about North's next, next premiership, is he in it? Oh, I'm going to say no. So I think that you got to get rid of him. And he's, I oh, don't get me wrong, he's a good player. Um, and I think if you could get him on a decent contract, I'd keep him. But yeah. if, if he demands more money and there's suitors there that are inflating his price, which I don't think there probably will be, um, I'd get rid of him. But if he's there and he's going to be there as a leadership role, I'd probably keep him. So I'd lean both ways. But Noah, what do you yeah, reckon? I think I'm the same. I think lean both ways. I would fold, but I think. We've got no key defenders at the moment, so I think picking up Callan Dawson, I think he'll be there for the next couple of years. Um, so, Matt, yeah, like you said, get him on the right contract where you're not overpaying him to sit in the Magoos for the year as backup, then yeah, but... I'm going to say hold just because Ben Mackay's stuff without him needs yeah. the help. Yeah, that's fair. Well, he didn't play on the weekend. He's pretty good, so... Yeah, that is true. Um, we'll go a bit quicker now through these... Um, Callan Dawson, the mid-season draft day. Hold. You just got to give him a go, don't you? No idea who that is. So, <laughs> yeah. So North picked him in the mid-season draft this year. He hasn't had a go, no, so I'll don't expect you really Pretty impressive him. numbers in the VFL. So. Um, Kane Turner. Uh, get a baseball bat and <laughs> fold. <laughs> don't let the door hit him on the way out. Yeah, that's fair. Don't come Monday, mate. Don't come Monday. Uh, Corin Hayden. Uh, quickly fold. Fold. Yeah, fold for me as well. Um, Lockie Young. I mean, you got to hold him, but... Easily hold. He's been very impressive this year. Don't know who that is. Nice, mate. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest, mate. Uh, Matty McGuinness. Hold. Been impressive in the VFL. If he, has, he hasn't had much of a go, has he yet? No, all, no games yet. Played? Yeah, well, you got to hold him then. Give him a go. Uh, Paddy Walker. I've got no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> he, he's been on the list for a bit two years now. He hasn't got a gig yet. He's clogging. Um, Young fella from Tassie, fold. Now, we can spend a bit more time on this one. Actually, let me just say, get this one out of the way. Tom Lynch, I think he's going to retire anyway. He's only he's there. He's already, he's already retired. Yeah, okay, sweet. Um, Todd Goldstein. So, this is a controversial one because you've got Trish and Zeri there, 
the ex airy man. Um, and then you've got um, you've got CCJ who's there who has been missing games. You've got Charlie Combin as well who hasn't been getting a game. Is it Goldie that gets pushed out? I mean, it's one of those questions where you just feel like he's he's got to be that one club player. Like, I just feel like he's got that vibe about him where you want him to be that one club player, but 34 years of age. Definitely hold him. I think he's what he probably has one year max left. Get him to 300 games for North. And I think you're like we're forgetting that CCJ is what twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. What's another year? Like obviously, I reckon he'd still get a few senior games. Even Sherry, if Sherry's the one that is third string, Sherry would still get some senior games next year. But obviously, he's still developing the VFL. What? What? Who's that hurt? Like well, I don't. Obviously, we brought in CCJ with a fair bit of currency, but at the same time, he's like, he's a tall. Tours always take so long to develop, so. I, yeah. obviously hold Goldie for another year get him to 300 and he's just so important to what we do I think the way he's able to mentor the younger players as well so well I think Tristan Zeri is an absolute sputter around the ground but he's, <laughs> <laughs> but he's pretty good in the contest like he oh, wins yeah, the hit outs he's frustrating to watch in a marking contest and he tackles contest. and he does the nitty gritty stuff but he he's, is the definition of a big S head he's a bit of a spud <laughs> he, um, yeah, but no no yeah. don't get me wrong he's one of those players that is like he's just good. a ruckman he's, yeah he's just a genuine ruckman like yeah, um, obviously. So I think play him. My the future for North. I think he's probably your ruck if you can develop yeah, his craft he, he just, a little bit. I think he, he, he just reminds me of like a, a local league ruckman. Like you go yeah. watch City yeah. on the weekend and you look at a few ruckmen that we have there. You go, yeah, that's Tristan Sherry. Yeah, fair. AKA, fair. Yeah. Joey, what are you doing with Goldie, mate? Got to hold. Cause I think that would just be a football tragedy if they flicked him. Like let him go out on his own terms because thirty four. He's yeah, got a year left probably year max yeah. and it's not like he's playing like a spud he's still contributing yeah no he was one of, he was I'd argue he was probably Norse best on the weekend yeah, behind Mackay so um, yeah he had four shots on goal in the first half or first yeah, quarter beast mode um, so we've seen guys last year in the last year's free agency Jai Caldwell Louis Young Paddy Lipinski uh, Will Brody I wouldn't so much say George Hewitt because he was always getting a game at the Swans but Who's someone that you'd like to poach from another club that's probably on the outer or um, even just someone that you know is uncontracted or that could potentially move? Who do you reckon would be a good fit for North? Oh, I don't think I've really looked into that much, but I know like we're just in need of a small forward. Like, our, our pressure needs us to go up in the forward line. Um, oh, what's his... Oh, Toby McLean. Like, uh, yeah, he's, yep, he's yep. obviously not an A-grade forward like he's not going to win your games but he's that type of player like, kind of like your Curtis Taylor player you just need those players I think he obviously I'm pretty sure he's had a contract at the end of the year just get people like him I think or um, Jason Johansson I don't know we just need what we have right now is just obviously that talent in the really young age like the 18 to 23s we need those players in the 26 to 30 bracket who are good players not your what we have now like your Kane Turners we need better players like your Jason Johannes and I wouldn't say even he's that great but if he can come to a footy club where he's got more of a role then I reckon he could explode so maybe people like that but I don't know I haven't really got too much in mind Joey anyone for you comes to mind Buddy Franklin yeah mate you can take him he hasn't he hasn't left the 50 in 6 weeks well, so. I'll tell you what if we get Clarko Buddy Franklin get him on contract um, but it's a premiership next year oh, I'm actually struggling to think of someone to be honest I'm trying to think of someone who fits North's needs. Um, I'll give you a couple. Oh, she. I'll, this is just out of the blue because I know he's not playing footy for Carlton at the moment. Someone like Paddy Dow. Obviously, yeah. pick two pick. Yeah. Obviously, you've got a fair bit of talent if he's pick two. Just get someone like him in. Obviously, for maybe a. I don't know what Carlton would want. Maybe like a second rounder. I don't know. I think you could even get him for a third, mate. Mm. It's honestly. Uh, Carlton, what. Well, the thing is, Carlton have no. Is he out of contract? He's restricted. Yeah, so I mean, but they still contract. got no currency with him. They can't go, hold up, he's still got a year left. We want a first rounder. So he's out of contract. Yeah, obviously. and they're not playing him. So And he's yeah. getting 35 a week in the VFL. So I think he'd be an option. It's just a matter of where you'd play him. Like, I think, I don't think that Norse's issue is the midfield. Like, if you, if you could develop into a small forward wing and just well, like apply pressure. When we dominated the game on the weekend, you had to look at the clearance stats. I think in the first quarter, we had three goals to nothing from clearances. I think LDU just dominated. So... I think that we obviously need to improve in there, but that was a good sign on the weekend. But yeah, I don't know. Obviously, someone like Paddy Dow, someone just that we can get cheap, 
and and he is obviously we thought Hugh Green would be that type of person. I don't think he's really lived up to it. No, no. All right. Well, that probably leans into our mailbag now. We've got a few questions, um, all of which look to be AFL related, um, which is probably a good thing because you boys can contribute on that basis. But um, the first question comes from Sam from Newcastle, and he asks, "Who is the biggest parasite in AFL media?" Callum Wilson. Yeah, should be up there. Uh, I mean, I w- would say her, but geez, there's a few getting around. It's hard to whittle it down to one. Oh, who who is a parasite? It's probably the better question. I have a personal hate for Four Eyes Damo Barrett. He, he's a North supporter too, and all he does is just, just poo on the club. So. He's he's the epitome of writing an article for clicks. Like that's all he does. Like, who he's who would you put of... in your your good reporter character? Reporter. Uh, Reporter's a bit. Because oh, it's like, like yeah, reporter oh, oh, Tom, honestly, Tom Brown can get in the bin too. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, probably guys like um, Riley Beveridge, Cal Toomey, the guys yeah, that are yeah, young yeah, and yeah. understand. Yeah, I like Cal like, Toomey. I feel like they're, they I don't understand mind, socially. Like, I don't mind Sam Edmund either. Yeah, he's not too bad. I think he just. I think he's not in it for clicks. I like Lordo on the footy shows. Oh, which yeah, plays for the Bombers, mate. I'll never get behind Lordo. There's just no. chance. I think if I play footy under him, I'd like him, but. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of Lordo. Yeah, fair and enough. Kane Kane Corns has grown on me, but I think every I mean, now and then he just makes stupid comments every now and then, like that whole um, Ch- Chad Warden win the Brownlow, but like in the next two years, oh that was Damo. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, was yeah. horrid. No, no, no. The Kane Corns won after North got pumped by 110 plus points, and they stayed on the field to clap off. Yeah, Duncan. That was it's, just a, it's just a great moment of respect. What? And he's he's has it's he shunned that? Football moment. Of it's a football moment of respect. Oh. It is a football. <laughs> Top moment. ten. That is a football moment of respect. And like right we just got booted for it. Like, so what? Yeah, we're awful. You lose by 110 points. That doesn't give you a right to be disrespectful and not clap off a champion in the game. So. Yeah. What is your most underrated AFL moment as a fan. This comes from Riley from the Gold Coast. I'm just trying to think of this on the fly. I've um, got one that probably is rated, but I feel like it doesn't get shown enough. I think it was 2012 prelim or semi when Lewis Jetta had like 10 bounces from the back 50 and kicked that goal. Do you remember at, the, at ANZ Stadium? He was getting chased yeah, down by some yeah, Collingwood I so. bloke. Yeah, I feel I like that was so. an insane goal that just does not get replayed very playing? much. There wasn't Collingwood in a final. I think yeah. I remember that. All the fact he took him... 28, 28 behinds to kick a first goal. <laughs> that was that was shocking. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of something, and I just always at the moment all, I can, all that comes to mind is the most overrated moments. Like I remember, I'd give you an underrated moment. Yeah, give me an underrated moment. But it might be rated. I don't know. I just don't think it gets talked about enough. Dom Sheed kicking that goal from the boundary in a grand final. Yeah, ridiculous. If that was a Melbourne team. Like yeah, imagine maybe. the difference. Oh, obviously, it's different in what. Because everyone's like, oh, you know, like, it's the same for Western Australia. But, I like, I'm not... It's weird because the Western Australian media isn't the Victorian media that, that is the AFL. Yeah. So... Oh, that, that's a, that is a crazy moment. To be able to do... It doesn't get talked about enough. Like, you, everyone talks about it, but it doesn't get... Like, I remember that grand final. That grand final was insane. Like... Ice in the veins. That's the definition of... Yeah. Boy, Bailey Smith did that in the semi-final last year. Or probably... Oh, yeah. And that was and hyped that, up to be the I mean, greatest thing great goal. Like, goal. Pretty awesome goal. But I think... Grand final on the boundary in front of Magpie supporters. What about you can't beat that? If underrated is a bit hard, what about overrated? Oh, I've I've got a particular memory. I went to, I think I went to um, buddy one thousand. <laughs> went to the MCG. Went to the MCG. Um, went to a Swans versus Richmond game. It was I think the Swans lost by four points or one by four points. I would have been like honestly eight or nine years up of age. Anyway, we stroll across to Marvel for the night game, Geelong v Carlton. Um, I was asleep by the first quarter. <laughs> Carlton lost by 120 points. And uh, I think Dad just said, yeah, we're out of here at half time. And I was like, oh, that was probably uh, my fault. But that's a pretty funny moment as a fan um, back at back with the Blues. Oh, another biased, underrated moment is obviously Drew Petrie, Frank the Tank, 2014 elimination final against the Bombers. <laughs> what about... Um, Getting put in a headlock by bloody Brian Lake. Or well, getting choked out by Brian Lake. <laughs> yeah. And then bloody Scott Thompson getting put in a headlock by Barry Hall. That's yeah. a pretty underrated, funny moment. Yeah, fair. Top 10. Fair. Have respect. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 most respectable AFL moment. Um, so we've seen a bit in the news today that 
Buddy Franklin, he's been offered around 500k a year to return to Sydney. Um, he's chasing 700 to $800,000. Do you give him the money? No. Or do you let him walk? Controversial. I'm obviously a Swan supporter, and as you definitely know, Gilly, I'm probably the most critical of the Swans despite backing them. And I know Quinton won't like this, but if he's asking for that much, get rid of him. Statistically, they play better. Their forward line operates, like structurally, the forward line operates better without him. Because when he's there, Logan McDonald might as well sit on the bench. He can't get a kick. Their entries, like the in terms of the distribution to the forwards, is horrific. What What are the stats look like for the Swans this year, goal-wise? Well, it, Heaney's kicked a heap of goals. Um, he doesn't lead up at the footy. I know he's a legend in the game, but he, for his size, he's always going to play on a big defender, and he's still pretty fast. Yeah. So if he just led up at it, he'd burn anyone. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm I'm on the edge a bit here. I think it's a bit of a slap in the face from Buddy himself. Like the amount of games that he's missed in that ten-year yeah. contract or whatever it whatever and it ended up being. The like, Swans would you're be probably owe me here. Yeah. The Swans would be like, so stupid to up that money when they've obviously that this frees up so much space for them to go not necessarily next year but the year after when they're obviously going to be a powerhouse club because I hate to say it but they're going to be a powerhouse club but they already are but they're going to be even better in the next two years all they need to do is just keep that money and they can get a massive big fish the annoying thing is even this year when he's missed games or whatever and been underdone at times there's still been a couple games this year where he's still sort of won it off his own boot I think it was the Richmond game he kicked three in the space of you know six minutes and then turns the game like he still can do that randomly so yeah, it's sort I, of I think that's what everyone probably he holds has on to like money draw but 700, 800,000 that's just too much like that's surely whoever he's meeting with is saying come on like you're being ridiculous well I, I he, it's funny you say that because I think his wife is now his new manager she's um, she's, all pla- like she's in the new player agent but um, she probably isn't factually but that's just a funny thing to note anyway but um Noah you've started up AFL fantasy this year it's a question for me because I watch the game completely differently now like a guy on my team gets a free kick and they call advantage and I'm pissed off I'm like what's going on you just cost me three points so I watch footy differently now um it almost makes me watch nearly every game because I've got a vested interest in everything um, stops you from gambling a little bit, I reckon. Probably encourages you a bit in because you're watching every game as well. But um, how have you found AFL fantasy? Has it changed the way that you've watched footy, or well, um, how have you found it I just remember, generally? When I was heaps younger, I did Supercoach, but I never understood it, and I just like bought the players that I liked, and obviously I was pretty bad. But this was like this is the first year I've done it properly, and finally understand that you yeah, obviously you bring in your younger players and all that, and you. you you work your way up with your money and I've enjoyed that a lot I think like it's just so it's very enjoyable especially when you're playing your mates too and obviously I yeah you do watch footy differently like you you half back kicks it out and you're screaming at him on the telly to play on and run out of the square and you get the three points <laughs> but there's obviously those those weeks I think I'm off it this week just because thought I'd be heaps ballsy and bringing <laughs> Jaden Stevenson we had a chat about it at the pub and like he, you know, what did he get? Like twenty-two points. Yeah. In all honesty, in the first quarter, I swear he was around it, it forty-five was the best, times. The best twenty-two points I've ever seen. Like I'm not even kidding. He was around there racking them up. Took a few kickouts. Like first quarter, I was going, "This is genius for me." <laughs> and then he's, I've checked. Give me the highlights. He was on ten points at quarter time. Went, oh right, and then finished with twelve more for the game. Yeah, and then I trailed out. I trailed out Rosie. <laughs> For Stevenson and oh, Rosie got 130. Oh, <laughs> well, that is foolish. Now, uh, for some reason, I'm holding Aaron Hall as well, who's not. Aaron Hall is not back for another two more weeks. So, uh, yeah, yeah look, that, that's, I think I've given up. That's a kind of. I made the finals. That's all I need. That's a bloke made his first season of fantasy. That kind of call. But I've well, got a bet with Creamy that if I beat him, if I end up playing in the final and beating him, I think he owes me like three cartons of... Tub of ice cream. <laughs> three cartons <laughs> of ice cream. Three cartons of ice cream eaten from the tub. <laughs> with some uh, dino nuggies and chippies. <laughs> <laughs> Binley mega chippies. How is, how, <laughs> how is the how is the diet at, um, at your place, mate? It's good. Bit of, dino, bit like of dino nuggies. Creamy it. hasn't really been eaten the past few weeks. <laughs> oh, he's been crooked, big fella. Yeah. He's been from, out with COVID protocols. Yeah, so I've heard. yeah from a... For a bloke, it looks pretty like 
you know, you look at him, you go, Ooh, he's pretty thick. He look, he looks like he's done a bit of weight. I saw him with his shirt off last night, like, looks like a bit anorexic, but yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, fair yeah, enough. The, the diet, that's no, fine. My, my diet's your diet, fine. butter chicken, spag bowl, on, on loop. <laughs> Binley mega chippy. Yeah, <laughs> yum. <laughs> no, mine's fine. I think cream is all right too. Just gets the bread out and has a bit of chicken. That's oh, yeah, it. bit of bread. As Benji has his diet. Yeah. No good. Just, yeah, <laughs> what do you have? Just dog food and... Dry bickies. Shout, out, shout, shout out Benji. And yeah. Yeah. Shout out Benji. Well, we better get back to the <laughs> to the questions, fellas. Um, the next question comes from the big dad from Sam, and he asks, "Who's the best set of brothers in the AFL?" Um, I think Noah and I had a quick chat about this before the podcast, so we ended up coming to a conclusion. But Joey, who's the best set of brothers in the AFL? This might because it's funny because it might slip your mind. Yeah, I'd have to go with the McCartan brothers at Sydney. Down back, couple of locks down there. Yeah. Playing very good footy this year. Been impressive. I wouldn't say the best pair of brothers, but I think they've been very... I think Paddy's surprised everyone. I think Tom's always been pretty handy. I think Tom's got a lot of flack in the past few years, but he's a very solid defender. I think Paddy's even more solid. So, Well, everyone's talking about the... Well, Paddy has been a centre-half back in the AA team, and I think the only issue with that, and the reason why it's brought up is because we haven't really seen... Um, a centre-half back dominate this year, no May, Lever, that sort of thing that's really taken the, the league by storm. That said, I think Weedering probably does get it in the end with seven weeks or so to go left in the season to sort of um, give himself a chance at, at getting the job done there. But there was a few names here. No one and I were chatting about it, as we mentioned. and I've, There's a few names here that, that sort I've of missed. slipped to mind. Brayshaw, that's who I missed. Yeah, that's who so <laughs> I missed it's, as well. It's the Bra- it's, I reckon it's, it's easily the Brayshaw. Yeah, that's brothers. who the Brayshaw is. Now that we've seen Andrew come out and he's nearly, like, if he wins a Brownlow this year, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm just going to be like, yeah, well fair done. enough. He'd be top three. Yeah, he'd be top three. He's almost like well, Sam Walsh last year. That's I, what it reminds me yeah. of. What, Dean, was it two years ago, three years ago, Angus finished top three as well? Yeah, and didn't even get invited. Yeah. Like, yeah didn't how crazy is that? Surely, I Did mean, that just the, shows they probably don't genuinely don't know, which, which is, is a good, good thing. Yeah, Have we good. mentioned the Mackay and King brothers yet? Yeah, well, so we'll go through a couple of names. We've got the King brothers. Um, yeah, we've got the King brothers here. Uh, I'd say, of of the King brothers, who do you reckon's better? Well, I'm gonna, I mean, if I'm you going Ben. I'm going Ben. ben. Yeah, I'm going Ben as well. I think. Yeah. Good, good opinion there. I though. just think we haven't seen enough sample size from Ben yet. And Max has sort of showed it this year, but honestly, could you imagine if they become like two of the best forwards in the comp? It'd be pretty interesting. Be good to see them play together. Hopefully, hopefully they try. I don't think they'll ever play together. Yeah. So we have got the Mackays, as, as Noah mentioned, but oh, I just want to see them play against each other. Yeah. Like, honestly, well, like not even the all the story and jokes aside, well, I want to see them line up against each other. They'd have to direct match up, wouldn't they? Because well, the they same would. Person, so they yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know how they're going to do that. That'd be, like, good to watch, actually. Because yeah. they like... I think Harry would be a little bit taller, probably a little bit quicker. But, I don't know, it'd be good to see. I, I mean, they've been, they've been in the system for, what, six years, five years now, and they still haven't played each other. Something going on there. Yeah, a bit sussy. But um, we've got sussy the... Buckers. We've got the McGovern's as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the D- Dacos brothers. I think the Dacos brothers, Josh sort of lets down his brother a bit. The big brother letting down the little brother. I think Josh had a... Really good year. Oh, he's act- he's actually been good. Don't I kind of thought he sucked last year. year, but he's good. I just year. think that there's no narrative around it, and that's just what the media projects. I think he's had a decent year. He's probably gets. Yeah, tw- you can nearly count him in for twenty in a goal. It's all about Nick. I think Nick will easily be a rising star. Oh, easily. yeah, yeah. But people are talking AA. I mean, everyone wants Off that half back. Yeah, but you, there's no way because you got Doherty, you got Sinclair, Stewart, you got Stewart or Stewart could probably play back, back pocket. I saw some Nuffy on I think it was one of North Melbourne's pages on Facebook saying why didn't we pick Nick Dacos? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be doing that on a public forum. <laughs> I saw that said why didn't we pick Nick Dacos for pick one? Well, first of all, we couldn't, and second of all, Juan Francis is better. Sorry, but yeah, jury's still up, mate. We'll we'll wait and see what happens. Um, you got the Deconing brothers who yeah, have shot out of nowhere a little bit. Um, Tom was always raw. I just remember last year going, oh, the king, the king, TDK, the king. He, and everyone's like, who the hell's the king? He's put on so much size. Yeah, he's, he's a unit, eh? When we watched Carlton Free, I couldn't believe the size of him. Yeah, he's a unit. And he's, um, Oh, he'd be 200, wouldn't he? Yeah, right. I think so, yeah. He'd, he'd have to be pushing 200. And then you've got his brother, Sam, who's come out of nowhere, could, couldn't get a game last year as a forward. So they've... I mean, he was always a utility, but they 
they played him as a bit of bit as a forward. He's a bit of a cash cow in fantasy too. So. Yeah, yeah, so thank you. He's had an unreal year, um, and I think he is one of those players that can make a difference. And he's probably, I think, the rising star is probably the best player, and it's definitely been Nick Dacos. But you don't find many key backs that early. That like he put Norton on absolute bitch. I'm not kidding. He put Norton on bitch and Norton was doing absolutely nothing. And he was all over Norton that entire game. I remember watching that. Um, might have, I think it was a Thursday or Friday night yeah. game, but um, he was unreal. So you've got a lot of brothers. I think, funnily enough, the AFL actually Kerno put brothers? out... Yeah, they got the Kerno brothers oh, as well. I think Ed's dropped off. Yeah, yeah Ed's, he's, Ed's still, he's still, still listed. What's what's his game? Oh, he's been out all year. Think, he's I been injured. He, so. he'll be retiring in the year. Yeah. yeah. What about, Charlie's a freak. I'm springing this one on you. Any best brothers all time? All time? Ooh, I don't know. Um, yeah, we, I mean, you're really stretching. brother pairing that comes to mind is the Scott brothers. Uh, Luke, Luke and Nathan Ablett, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe, but... Um, <laughs> Did you just say Luke and Nathan Abbott? He's agreeing, got I? Full said maybe. Luke Abbott. Luke Abbott. He played for like Geelong. I played, I played, he played for the no, that's Swans Nathan. as well. Luke oh, played for. Oh, was there three for the Suns? Yeah, there's three. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of them played <laughs> for the Swans. Forgetting Gary Abbott <laughs> yeah. Jr. Probably the greatest player of all time. Oh, the Ra- oh no, the, Ra- no, the, the, the Scott brothers come to mind. Yeah, I think they. Never really watched them any highlights of them, but apparently they were psychos. So now that I've said it, I can't even think of any like sort of old, older ones. Well, you got like the Cracker Brothers, the Rocker Brothers, oh, yeah. Burgoyne yeah. Brothers. Probably say nearly the Selwood Brothers as well. Yeah, just because there was so many of them. Um, is there four of the Selwoods? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Honestly, it could be more. That family is uh, a footy factory in itself. So, um, yeah, look interesting. I think. The, yeah, I was just saying the AFL put out an article today. It was like a younger brothers versus older yeah, brothers thing. That. So that may have uh, spiked the question. But um, we've got the last question here, and that comes from Luke from Newcastle. And he asks, who's been the most disappointing club of 2022? We'll start off with Joey. Western Bulldogs. Doggies. Yeah, they just... I think that's fair. You can't make a grand final and be... Yeah, probably no probably not making the A. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like, with the whole North Melbourne landscape at the moment in the media is... You absolutely see, like you hear about it on Friday Night Footy when they're playing. Like, doggies really need to win this one. Like they've really did. dropped off the cliff, and that's it. Like, you don't hear anything about it. The AFL media don't harp on about it yet. They do seem to get away pretty unscathed. Yeah, mm. there is trouble at the kennel. Don't get me wrong. There is trouble. There's certainly trouble there. I'm gonna find. Better way out. I'm gonna find any chance I can get to throw Essen under the bus here. But they ma- they were made the eight last year. Um, Surprise! They have been abysmal. Like, they've won their last two games. Right, oh, right. Lord, I was getting stuck in saying it's wins for nothing. Like, yeah. Why couldn't you do this? Yeah, 100%. 100 100%. 100%. And they showed, they've showed a lack of class, intensity. They look like they don't want to be out there. They're and um, they, yeah, they genuinely look soft. And they look like they were going to be a team that was going to go up and up and up. But I almost feel like they peaked in the end of last year with a pretty easy schedule. Um, made the finals. What was it? 5,621 days since they won a final, so who's I suppose they haven't got much worse anyway. But, um, Noah, who's yours, mate? Oh, it has to be North Melbourne. I mean, the way we finished 2021 and the way we've gone this year, just backwards, it's just very disappointing. So, yeah. I've got one one last question for you, given what, given what day it is. Who wins the Rugby League? The Origin. Oh, the decider. I reckon... I'll probably have to go with New South Wales. It is in Queensland, though. And I think people are neglecting that a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm a, obviously... Okay. I'm a Queenslander, born and bred. I think hard to go past my boys. Although, I think, what, Munster's out? Oh, yeah, Munster's no out. Idea. Yeah, right. So, it's <laughs> going to have to take certified rugby league to win. Yeah, at um, home. But at the end of the day, it's rugby league, so I'm going for rugby league. The forwards will lay the foundation. Just, that's it. I'm going to say New South Wales. Yeah, okay. Well, I suppose that probably wraps up our, our podcast. Thanks to Noah and Joey for coming on. Um, as I mentioned, H will be back shortly, whether that's uh, next week or whether that's the week after that to chat about his trip to LA and Albuquerque. Um, he showed a few... Actually, to be honest, whilst he's not on here to clap back at me, have you seen any photos he's been posting on Facebook? I saw something today yeah, I saw about like Albuquerque. Those. Like sort of at the movie, like the yeah. studios or whatever. Anyway, 
have a have another look. This bloke is the most diehard Dolphins fan I've ever seen. He's got the Rams kit on. Yeah, he's got the Rams kit on. <laughs> what is going on there? Yeah, turn it up, H. You just can't be doing that. Anyway, so he's got the Plastic Rams kit on. Um, he's an Orioles fan. He gets on the podcast and talks about his Orioles. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all... What was the Albuquerque team today? Yeah, isotopes. They're like a baseball. minor league baseball team. Yeah. yeah, so he'll chat about... I mean, I just, I just like Albuquerque because of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I asked him, I said, are you going to go on and uh, do a bit of Breaking Bad stuff, <laughs> which I think he was going to. But um, yeah, I just think, mate, Crookie, if you listen to this, um, probably on the edit... Probably just stick to your teams, brother. Because uh, Rams merch. What else did we see? Dodgers merch. Angels merch. Yeah, I saw the Angels. Yeah. Yeah, he's he bloody loves it. Anyway, um, enough enough chit chat. That'll probably do us for today's podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, just a reminder that if you've got any questions, to submit those via our Facebook or Instagram, and we'll endeavour to get those on and uh, answer some of your questions. Um, but that's been enough from me. I'll um, catch you boys later. Thanks, Gilly. Thanks, Gilly.